Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Welcome back Woo! to another. I'm excited. I am. I'm getting into that eggnog, I guess. Oh, you thought we were you thought we were done for the year, but we're we're here. We're not going anywhere. We got one more, and it's a good one. Not a lot of MLS news this week, but I think we've come up with a pretty good show. It's a fun one. Happy Christmas, Kwanzaa, Kanaka. That's right. What? How do you tie that? You can tie those together into one word. Someone someone's done that, right? Christmas, Kwanzaa. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's... and whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays to everybody. Yeah, whatever whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays to you. I am Jimmy. He is Dan, and this is no other pod. You probably know that if you're listening to us. But uh, Dan, how was uh, how was your holiday? Holiday was good, man. Uh, really good, really relaxing and cold. So. Yeah, it's gotten cold here in Kansas City the last couple of days. It was like a high of 14 today or something like that. So it's pretty much like Chicago weather. Oh yeah, dude. The high today was uh, like three. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, so you have it worse than we do. Yeah, like <laughs> negative 17 degree wind chill. I licked my mustache and it started freezing. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I'm I'm not going to complain then because suddenly 14 degrees sounds like a warm summer day. Balmy day for sure. Well, cool, man. You get anything uh, especially exciting over the holidays? Yeah, get anything? Like gifts? Yeah, gift-wise. Got a favorite oh, gift? Oh, man. Yeah, dude. I'm probably going to get down on that... Uh... Call of Duty at some point and Assassin's Creed. There you go. Oh, absolutely. And you got something that I think might that people can probably hear that you got. That's right. I did. I got a new microphone. So oh snap! It was a surprise gift. I actually almost ordered this exact microphone like four times the week before Christmas <laughs> because I had some Amazon gift cards just sitting there, and I was like, man, I really need a microphone because I've just been using that crappy iphone headphone which it you know gets you by but it's not very good i'm like i really want this microphone and i for whatever reason i don't know why didn't order it and then i opened this uh this gift from from my cousin's husband because he we did like this whole family gift exchange draw name he drew my name and i and i open it up and sure enough there's that microphone that i almost ordered like four times in the last like literally the exact microphone so Oh, dude, this is bound to be the best episode yet, just because you sound better. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> you know, the microphone can only do so much to make me sound legit, so hopefully it's just a little bit more clear, which could be good, could be bad. People could be like, man, this guy really sucks, don't want to listen to him anymore, we just couldn't tell before. Uh, <laughs> so, no, hopefully uh, hopefully it's a little bit more clear, a little bit less audio peaking, so uh, looking forward to it. Um and I think we have literally the same microphones, you and I now. So, yeah, man, I got I'm rocking the midnight black one. Oh uh, yeah, I got the uh, I don't know what like the snow white one or whatever it's called. So, <laughs> you know, right? 
Well, what do we what do we got planned today, man? We got uh, we're doing a little something different because, as everyone knows, MLS is kind of taking a little hiatus around Christmas and New Year's until you know the Super Draft comes up in January, and so we had to really scrunge up some things to talk about here. That's right. We had to do some actual planning, some content creation. Can't just uh, it was rough. Rely on the on the news cycle. Uh, there wasn't one of the like eight thousand MLS drafts this week, so. Oh, guys, normally Jimmy's just like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. And I'm like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and he's like, do you want to add anything? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this week it was actually, a, I'm sitting there at work today. I was the only one in my office because everyone took the day after Christmas off like smart, normal people do. And I'm <laughs> sitting there like, oh, man, I got nothing to do. Um, and I get this text from Dan. He's like, hey, we should probably come up with an idea tonight. And he uh, he was like, what if we do like a... Uh, end of year retrospective like top five favorite memories from the season and i was like this brilliant i love it and then he took it a step further he's like what if we also do like the top five worst moments of the season but we should do those first so then we get happy when we talk about the top five best moments of the season and i was like this absolutely brilliant so it's a great idea man we're going to start with our 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 lumps of coal our sporting lumps of coal and then we'll end with our uh christmas or, or holiday gifts of joy you know that's right so having said that we're gonna jump right in with i have them in my notes i, I called it top five worst moments of the year i don't know if worst is necessarily the right word or not but but these these aren't the fun memories so grab a tissue it's gonna be a little sad for a bit but we'll we'll finish off on a high note but number we'll five that's right we'll get through this so num- number five worst moment of the year so we're going They'll get progressively worse as we go on before things get better. Number five, we have uh, losing FC Kansas City to uh, to Salt Lake and, and kind of how that whole thing unfolded. And it's just kind of a bummer, isn't it? Yeah, it was. And I, I know we touched on it. Uh, this will probably be the one we spend the least amount of time on because we've already touched on it a little bit a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah. But it uh, the biggest bummer, you know, was losing them to Salt Lake, of course, and... It just kind of sucks that maybe Sporting wouldn't, uh, you know, picked them up and decided to, you know, get them through this this hardship. But what sucks even more is that no one wanted to go out and support these badass women playing soccer. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the original teams in the NWSL. They've won a couple of championships here. I mean, you have like the the U.S. Women's National Team uh, mainstays like Becky Sauerbrunn on there, and then we had uh, Sydney Larue Dwyer who came over for a bit before the. Uh, the season ended, and I, I don't know where she'll end up next year after the Dom trade. Uh, maybe Dude, down I th- in Orlando. I but. think they got. I think they got Sydney in order to, obviously, to be closer to Dom. But I think they hoped that it would sell more tickets. Yeah, I think so too. And it's just really unfortunate. Um, I mean, I know there were troubles with the ownership. The owner wasn't sort of putting the marketing dollars behind the team, and mm-hmm. wasn't really running the team that well. And um, I can't confirm or deny anything per se. I'd heard that, you know, Sporting had some conversations about is this the right opportunity to try to jump in, and it just, want, for one reason or another, didn't really work out, and it's kind of a bummer. Uh, and then, yeah, we, I mean, we all know how it ended. The team technically ceased operations, and then uh, Salt Lake was awarded a team, but effectively what happened is Kansas City just moved from Kansas City to Salt Lake, and all the players went with them. Um, and, and I know we said before, we're happy they're going to have a, a, an organization behind them that really puts some resources into the team, but man, I just, I can't get over the fact that Salt Lake took something from us. Cause I, I, 
I mean, ever since uh, 2013, it's there's been bad blood, and I don't like those guys. Well, it's all right. We'll keep taking their uh, their playoff shots from them. <laughs> That's right. As, uh, there you go. We'll, we'll we'll get some revenge next year, and uh, hey, if Kyle Beckerman's still out there, you know, we'll uh, hopefully have a new. Uh, well, we will have a new number ten. Hopefully, we'll have a new uh, striker to sort of take advantage of his uh, old man legs out there in the defensive midfield spot. So uh, Kyle Beckerman's we'll, dead to me. Yeah, he's got no more hair. I know. That's he's why like he's dead e- to me. Not even the same person. He's not even a real person anymore. No. Oh well, that's a, that's a bonus. You know, bonus top five worst moment was when Kyle Beckerman cut his hair. So. Dude, he's gonna be like, he's gonna be so fast this year though. He'll be like, ah. It's because he lost like that thirty short pounds. Hair. From, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cutting his hair off. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. So number five, losing FC Kansas City to uh, to Real Salt Lake. Bummer. You know, best of luck to him, but we didn't like it. So. But not too much to, luck. Not 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 too much luck. Uh. Moving on to number four, and this one just happened, so it's got a little bit of extra sting in it. Losing Latif Blessing in that mm. damn expansion draft to oh, LAFC. I had to say it. Oh my god. You you said it, man, and it just kind of it's kind of bad taste in my mouth, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's probably the cough drop I just had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. Is he gonna play over there? I mean, is that the is that the plan? You know, right after it happened, I wasn't convinced that this wasn't some, like, weird back-channel deal thing that LAFC had pulled with uh, with Sporting KC, where they're like, okay, we're going to take them, you're going to give us some uh, allocation money, we're going to trade them back, and uh, we're going to come out of this, you know, with $100,000, $150,000 allocation money, and you're going to get to keep Latif, and, and, and we're all going to be just fine. And then... That we're didn't not happen, and I don't think we're getting Latif back. I think Latif is gone, and I think he's going to L.A., and it kills me a little bit inside. And it really, He's not going to survive. I mean, I don't know if he's he's not going to get the playing time like he was here, most likely. I mean, he's he's a valuable piece because his contract's so cheap. He's making like 60000 a year, which is a lot of money for you know regular people, but you know that's like toward the bottom of, of the, the salary range in MLS. And you know Dude, they that got, like is the bottom. That's like bare minimum, right? Yeah, I think it might be the bottom. Um, yeah. And I mean they got all sorts of good players coming in, and and LA man, that's gonna be such a culture change from Kansas City. But what really got me was on on Christmas Eve when he sent out this tweet, and he he tagged Sporting KC, but he also tagged LAFC in it, and it said Merry Christmas to you all. And I was just like, oh no, Latif, come yeah, back. Yeah, why do you do that? Why do you do that? Like, like it's like tagging your father and your stepfather in the same, you know, sending the same text message. It's like, whoa, 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 he's not your real father, okay? You're spending Christmas with me, dang it. Yeah, you're, all right. It, it just it, it hurt my soul because he's such like a genuine person, and he called Peter Vermees like a father to him, and yeah. I just picture him doing his little dance in front of the cauldron after every mm. win, and he just such was, a good dance. So exciting, and oh man! You think you could dance like that? Absolutely not. I don't think anyone can dance like that. <laughs> I think oh, that is best. a one-of-a-kind Latif dance. Oh, dude, that's that Ghanaian funk, is what that is. Yeah. So, man, I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. Like from from a soccer standpoint, like he was a good player. He, he I mean, I know he stalled out a bit, but 
he he was a high energy player who had a, a season of experience of like just about 20 starts and on such a good contract for the team i i mean he's going to be a tough one to replace and it's going to kill me the first time i watch an lafc game and i see latif out there in the black and gold or whatever it is they wear and i'm like that's that's he he should be in sporting blue it's just i agree hurt. it's uh it's going to be weird. I mean, it was just it was weird when we lost Alec Can to to Atlanta and then, you know, Jacob Peterson went to Atlanta and that that was weird too. And but if if he pulls a Jacob Peterson and scores on us with LAFC, then I've got an issue with that. Yeah, then it's going to hurt even more. Like it it's just I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. He's going to get a good ovation the first time he comes back to uh, Children's Mercy Park if he gets in the game, just like I'm sure uh, Saad Abdul Salam will with the uh, NYCFC. But it's just going to it's gonna make me tear up a bit inside when I see Latif out there playing for the other team. So it will. We'll, uh, I wonder we'll miss when you, that Latif. time will pass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll miss you, Latif. Uh, hopefully you enjoy L.A., I guess, just not too much and maybe one day we'll see you back in sporting blue so we shall see um but that kind of leads us into uh the number three worst moment and this isn't so much a moment as it was pretty much what happened all year long was that sporting kc did not have any sort of real goal scoring threat and Mm -hmm. you know we thought it might be latif for a bit you know, we thought it. I mean, we certainly thought it was going to be Dom to start the season, and we all know how that went. Then we thought, okay, Gerso might step up as a designated player. Daniel Shallowy looked like he uh, might might get in there. Uh, that he he's, he played really well, but didn't really find the netted bunch. And and Benny had a down year, so we just. I mean, that was kind of the theme of this year, huh? Just no no, no real goal scoring yeah. threat. We and we talked about it uh, back in September. You know, when we started this pod, and we were. You know, we were kind of riding high in September. We were winning games. We were in a good position in the table, in the standings, and it was uh, our goals were coming from everywhere. I mean, Benny would add one. Ike would come up and do something crazy. Gerso would pop one in. Daniel would pop one in. Um, there, there wasn't just a single goal scorer, and that was kind of cool, but then that really fizzled out, and we're like, oh, my gosh, there needs to be a goal scorer. No one is really taking that ball and making it theirs, you know. No one's really getting up there to to head in the ball every every darn time, you know. Yeah, we had no one in the double digits for goals this year, which is not a good sign. Um, Gerso was the leading goal scorer with, with eight goals. Um, didn't have a single goal in the month of October, so that's not good. Uh, most of his goals came way back in May, and then he had, you know, a, a goal in June, goal in August, goal in September – um, but that's, that's our leading goal score was three goals in the last like five months of the season. Then, uh, Diego Rubio had six goals and we know he only started about half the year after the Dom trade. So he actually was our best goal scorer from, you know, a, a goals per minute standpoint, but he's not the answer. Benny had five. Dom is number four on our team at five goals, even though he only played with us for half a season. And then, uh, Daniel Shallowy was our fifth highest goal scorer with three. And, you know, that's just not going to get done. Um, no, but we got we got plans coming. You know, they've, they've said over and over that they're, they're going after that attacking piece. And no, ladies and gentlemen, it was not Kyrie Shelton. All right, that's not the missing piece. <laughs> we're we're going to be all right, I think. And 
uh, we'll just we'll just have to await and see what happens. Yeah, we got uh, our, our new center attacking midfielder, Johan Crozé, I think is how you say it. I'll do it without my crazy French accent. Um, That's all right. But, uh, yeah, there, there will be an, a new number nine coming in. Um, I guess just to, to put this in a bit of perspective, everyone kind of looks at Minnesota as, you know, they, they, we, they were an expansion team and they weren't a good side. Um, they had 47 goals on the year. Sporting KC only had 40. So that's um, third worst in, in the West. Uh, Colorado had 31 and San Jose had, had 39. And then they're sporting with 40. And, you know, our defense was insane and made up for it. But we'll, uh, we'll put our trust in, in PV and, uh, and Rob Heineman and the technical staff and trust them when they say they're going to bring in a real number nine. So we'll uh, keep our fingers crossed and hope that this turns into one of the top five best moments of 2018 next year. There so, you go. Um, okay, so these next two, we kind of flip back and forth on what should be number one and what should be number two. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we actually figured out what should be number one and what should be number two because they both hurt kind of equally as much, just in different ways. So we'll. Uh... They do, and and I think I think we should let the people, I mean, tell us what they think out of these two is more of a sting to them because you know everyone has a different uh, perspective on things. It's a good idea. So we'll go ahead and we'll uh, we'll tell you what. Uh, what these two moments are, and then, yeah, we want to hear from you guys on uh, Twitter, Facebook, email, what have you. Let us know what you think is worse. So we'll start with SKC getting knocked out of MLS Cup playoffs in the knockout round for the fourth straight year. And I kind of had a bad feeling going into this game. Dan, I think you did too. Sporting mm-hmm. was limping into the playoffs. I mean, for a month out of the playoffs, it looked kind of all but, but guaranteed that Sporting was at minimum going to host a home knockout game, if not be one of the favorites for for that first round bye that they were talking about was so important all week, or excuse me, all season long. And then they got like two points out of their last five games, and and they just barely limped into the playoffs in the fifth seed, went on the road to Houston, and lost 1-0 in a really uninspired performance. It was... You know, the third time they had faced Houston in, like, two weeks, and, and they lost twice and drew once at home. Um, it just, it was it was not a fun time. Dude, I remember telling you, like, that was going to happen. I said, here we go again. And uh, uh, it was equally as hurtful as the years before. Because um, we were in a good position to get, like, the number two bye in the Western Conference. And I was like, holy cow, we're in a really good position. And then we just kind of tanked out to, to go play that knockout round on the road. Yeah, and then we lost 1-0 at BBVA, and then the season was done, and it was kind of familiar territory. For me, this one almost hurt a little bit more than it did in years past, just because we weren't injured uh, like we were in years past. We had a full roster, and I know that we weren't playing well the last month of the season, but I was like, man, something's going to click. They're going to hit it in, in playoff time, and I know they're... They're going into a tough environment in Houston, but they're not going to let this happen four years in a row. They're going to get back and, and have a, a, a home and away series in, in the second round. And mm-hmm. Nope. And they said, bull crap. Same old, same old. So it's, uh, you know, it's not fun. And, and 
I, I honestly don't know what will happen if they don't get past the knockout round next year. Like it's it's gonna they they have to, um, especially with all this offseason talk of spending big money and bringing in um, possibly up to three designated players. They they got to do it, otherwise there's gonna be some shakeups in some way, and I don't know what that means if it's with the roster, or the technical staff, or what. But um, you know I don't know. I feel like Peter Vermees has like tenure. You know what I mean? I feel like they won't get rid of him ever and they have a good model and making the playoffs consistently every year and consistently being a top you know five team is is more important to them than progressing all the way but i'm just like i just i hate hearing people talk about how they're gonna win it all and then we're like well we're gonna make playoffs again yeah that's that's what we do but i know you can't win it all unless you make the playoffs so that's that's goal one is just get in the playoffs because anyone can win that that thing yeah, for sure. And I don't think that, like, when I say there might be shakeups, like, I don't think Peter Vermees is going anywhere. I do wonder if they get, you know, if, if and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but if, if we have another season with a, a knockout round exit on the road, if maybe they start looking at, okay, do we keep him as full-time technical director and, and you know, have someone like Kerry Zavagnin be coach and let Peter just full-on focus on player recruitment or, or let Peter just full-time be coach and bring in a technical director instead of having him split duties. I honestly don't know. I don't know if they would do something that drastic or not. Like you said, they have all the confidence in the world in Peter, and I think most of the fans still do too. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I do know this is probably the last year for this core of players that we have: Beasler, Benny, Zusi, Seth. Um, you know, all of them. They're 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 getting a little bit up there in, in years, and some of their contracts come to an end. Roger after this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if not all those guys are back in 2019. So this might be their, their last hurrah together. So we'll see. Yeah, you could be right. Um, the other moment that we, we want to hear. So that, that was the first one that could be the worst moment of the year. The other one, and, and we're going a, a little bit uh, sideways with this one, is um, the U.S. men's national team losing 2-1 to one at Trinidad and Tobago, knocking us out of the World Cup uh, for the first time since 1986. Um, and, of course, we had uh, <coughs> Matt Beasler, Graham Zussi, Benny Fellhaber on the squad for that game. Um, I, I think Beasler started. I don't know if Zussi played. I know Fellhaber came in with, like, six minutes to go, which isn't really yeah, fair to Benny. Dumb. And Bruce is like, hey, Benny, go save our World Cup after you've played, like, two games in the last ten years for the national team. It's like, okay. Huh. So, um I don't know, man. I felt, dude. If, I felt sorry, numb that. I was just saying, like, I felt numb that night. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, I remember you texting me like, I cannot believe this, and I was like, we'll get a goal. We got one coming, and I don't know why I was thinking optimistically because nothing good happens when you expect the best. Yeah, and it and it sucked because you know, even with the loss, they were they were gonna at least qualify for that playoff game against it was either going to be like Syria or Australia, one of those two. Mm -hmm. And, and you're like, okay, you know, as long as all the other results hold in, in the other games in in the hex, we're going to make it in that playoff game. And you just, you had that, I had this sinking feeling like I saw Panama, like knocking on the door and I'm like, they're going to get a goal. And then there's going to be like one minute left and, and we're going to be out of the, out of the world cup. And sure enough, it was Roman Torres, the, uh, defender from uh, Seattle Sounders scored a go-ahead goal for for Panama and 
it knocked done the United States out of the World Cup first time since 1986 and you know the reason aside from the obvious of we're all US national team fans uh part of the reason it hurts so much is cuz maybe may, uh, yeah that's true we might not all be US national team fans um shout out to those who aren't and good for you sporting your your uh, your country uh Dan and I are US national team fans so it certainly hurts for us um Mm-hmm. But as sporting fans, and I think even if you're not a U.S. national team fan, you can relate to this aspect of it. It's more than likely the last World Cup, or it was the last World Cup chance for Matt Beasler, Graham Zusi, Benny Failhaber, and maybe even Tim Melia if he was going to have a chance at a World Cup just because of how old they are. I don't, I don't know if they're going to last an, another four years, and even if they could, I don't know if whoever the next national team head coach would, would call in. Some old guys are just... Uh, sort of move on to the next generation that we've sort of seen in some friendlies since then. Well, dude, it's interesting because I think with with these being the top two worst moments of the year, arguably, um, the level of importance on this one really depends on your level of fandom because if you're... uh, That's true. You know, there's some sporting fans that, that... don't watch U.S. national team and not they don't even support any national team. They they might be a casual club fan um, and don't get into the international game and that's totally cool. I mean I didn't get into it right away until Beesler and Zusi were off at the World Cup. I was like okay maybe I should watch some U.S. soccer you know and now I love it and um, it's a whole different uh, world when the when the game has those international breaks. But me personally. I see it as the most drastic thing that happened this year in not just our club soccer, but in American soccer. And I think that trickles down to all the American clubs as well. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. I Personally, for me, it, it's sort of like 1A, 1B with the, the World Cup uh, knockout and then Sporting KC getting knocked out of the playoffs. But you make a good point there. I mean, there's plenty of fans out there that are, are Sporting, KC, excuse me, Sporting KC fans that might root for um other countries um and and there's players on on sporting kc that that play for other countries as we all know so um hey yeah let let us know sort of what your thoughts are you know tweet us at no other pod at jcmax03 at dan Couser. uh shoot us a message on facebook shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com heck you can leave it in a in a review comment that you leave for us on uh on apple Podcasts or on uh on google play so just let us know um sort of what your thoughts are and uh we'll uh we'll like to hear from you to see see what y'all think couldn't have said it better myself so now we are gonna shift to happier moments and talk about our top five favorite memories happy holidays and you're gonna get serenaded by dan so i sing sometimes when i get excited that's the uh that's the number six best moment of the season is getting to hear dan sing uh, um, I'll get I'll, I'll get higher ranked than that. I'll, let me work on it. <laughs> okay, maybe by the end of the podcast you'll move up in the in the power rankings. <laughs> um, so number five, this one's kind of a fun one because uh, we didn't actually take this trip together. We made this at two different times, but we ended up kind of taking the same trip. We both independently did road run trips to Minnesota. I went and I went to the first game, which was a super fun trip, even though we lost 2-0. It was a fun trip, my first Rojan trip. And you and Marissa went to uh, the game in October, right? We did, yeah. One of the uh, one of the last games of the year. Yeah, that one was a draw. So unfortunately, neither of the games we went to turned out to a victory, which I don't know if that says anything about 
you know, us as good luck charms for the team, or uh, lack thereof. But uh, I don't no, know what what not. what were <laughs> what were your uh, impressions of, of sort of the whole soccer culture up in Minnesota and the fans that you experienced? Oh, it was fun. I mean, I'll, I'll always enjoy a road run, uh, if only to be with other sporting fans and also see the culture in different cities as well and see how pumped up they are about their team and not as pumped up as we are about our team and uh you know it's cool to be out there try the food in the city and uh you know just just cheer on your boys and i think it shows some guys i think it shows the guys that hey look at our traveling support you know we we have some fans and not a lot of teams have that traveling support so it's pretty cool yeah for sure um the, like i said this is my first uh sporting away game road trip and yeah. uh yeah, I, I don't know what took me so long, but uh, and this one was kind of spur of the moment. I was like a week and a half out, and I was like, "Man, Minnesota, I've never been to Minnesota. I'd like to get to every state in the uh, in the country at some point." And you know, I was like, mm-hmm. "You know, when else am I going to Minnesota?" Uh, and I was like, "It's not that far of a drive." And I looked it up, and I was like, "You know, like a seven eight hour drive from Kansas City, something like that." And I was like, "Yeah, like a, like a Denver drive." Yeah, so I was like, oh man, I can get a uh, an Airbnb for a night and, and and find a ticket on you know StubHub or, or SeatGeek or one of those, and so I drove up and you know hung out in Minneapolis for a night and saw you know the lakes that they had up there, the parks they had at uh, Surly Brewing Co, which I think you guys did as well. Enjoyed some uh, yeah. some good beer and food at, at I think they're like a, a partner of Minnesota United or something like that. Um, yeah, Surly's good. And yeah, it was a fun experience. I mean, even though we lost, I, I thought there's there's cool atmosphere up there in, in Minnesota. They got a, a a cool thing going, and it'll be fun to watch them continue to grow as a club. and And I think that'll turn into quite the fun little uh, little road trip, especially once they get their brand new nice stadium up there. So, looking forward to oh, for sure. to future trips to Minnesota as well. So, yeah, man. Um, I, my goal is to our goal is to actually try to go to every. MLS stadium you know if we can go if, we, if it can be a sporting game then that's better but if not we'd, we'd like to go see a game at every stadium if we can where's uh where's your favorite road game or your favorite stadium that you've been to that's not sporting KC stadium oh I guess there's only been I guess there's only been four I mean I went to Yankee Stadium NYCFC and Red Bulls uh Red Bull Arena and then Dick Sporting Goods Park for cut for Colorado Rapids and then minnesota um so and i guess i visited the chicago fire stadium but i don't i don't count that yet because i want to go see a game there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh, i red I bull arena is pretty sick dude but yankee Stadium's pretty historic and uh that was kind of cool too so two different things there in new york yeah for sure i've actually been to red bull arena i when i was in new york in march i went to a red bulls uh game there against rsl um because Sporting had a had a bye week. There's no game, and I was like, "Hey, might as well go to a game while I was here." So Red Bull Arena is pretty cool. Um, Absolutely, very big. I mean, they they don't fill it like they could. I think. No, not. A, I mean, it's hard because they're in like an hour's trip from Manhattan by public transit, and it's on the yeah. Jersey side, which I know NYC fans kind of make fun of them for. And then Red Bull fans are like, "Hey, at least we got a stadium." So it's. Uh, there you um, go. Yeah, I've never been to Denver. I think I, I kind of want to go next year. And we, we got, shout out to Anthony, got a, an invite from our, our boy Anthony. He's a listener in uh, in Colorado, Sporting KC fan, lives in Colorado, told us he'd buy us a couple beers if we made the trip out there. So we, Absolutely. Uh, 
we may have to take you up on that, Anthony. Get us, uh, show us around, show us, show us what you got out there on the craft beer scene. So. Yeah, that'd be a blast. Yes, sir. Um, we'll get out there. We'll get out there sometime. For sure. And I'm looking forward to that Nashville trip once they get in the league. That'll be fun too. So. Sure. Um. All right. Moving on. Number four. This one is gonna Wait, be. Hey, con- backtrack. Backtrack oh. for a minute. Backtrack. Backtrack. Did you out. see? Did you see Anthony's? Uh. His what was what did he 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 responded to you online? Oh yeah, he he had a whole like list of breweries we were gonna go visit. Well, no, like, no. He he responded to you asking if anyone had any uh, favorite moments this year. Oh, has he already? Oh my my gosh, Anthony is on top of it. I have not seen that. What would he say? Dude, you want me to read it? Read it. Do it live. <laughs> I wondered. I was like, you you're not gonna go like his stuff because I I went and liked it. Anyways, I got you, Anthony. Uh, oh my gosh, says, Anthony. I am so sorry. I missed all of this. <laughs> Holy cow. It says thread. I watched the U.S. Open Cup semifinal in Colorado via stream. I resolved to be in KC for the final because, you know, why wouldn't you? I, I was doing the same thing uh, here in Chicago. I was like, I got to go to the final. I got to go. Anyways, he says, uh, bought plane tickets that night for me and wife and set an alarm to wake up and get tickets in the morning. I couldn't sleep because I was worried I'd miss the alarm, so I stayed up all night. Dude, this is, this is, this is fandom. Like This, this is getting awesome. me pumped up here. Uh, tickets went on sale, and I bought GA member stand on SeatGeek, because why wouldn't you, right? You want to go get rowdy with the members. Uh, then I was convinced I didn't have Cauldron tickets, so I got on their site and bought two more. Now I have four tickets <laughs> for two people. Rather than flip them, I called my two best buds in Emporia and invited them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Bring new dudes. friends. Absolutely. Day before kickoff, wife and I fly into KC. We get Gates for her first KC barbecue experience in her life. Her eyes popped out of her head from smoky flavor. Next day, we get over to the shopping area and pre-game hard. Meet our friends who tell me they've never been to a pro soccer game. Oh, man. Holy balls. <laughs> what a game to be your first. We get into the cauldron, standing room only, singing, more drinking, shouting, high fives, nervous moments, the cacophony of soccer sensations. Anthony, why you got to put big words, man, that I... I had this to sound out before writer. I read this. I had to sound it out, man. It was a whole thing. <laughs> and in the end, we win. It was magic to be there, magic to have my people with me, and it will be a moment I will remember for the rest of my life. I love this team, and I love the great times I've had watching them play. It's uh, That was a long message, man. And then uh, uh, Wasabi, is he, he's a he's SKC guy, right? Nerds mm-hmm. versus Ninjas? Yes, sir. He... Uh, he said the Dom trade, and uh, we'll talk about that soon, buddy. So, oh my gosh. Okay, but so, Anthony, thanks, man. That's that's cool, dude. Like, did you share that excitement too for the Open Cup final? Because I know I did. Oh my god, it was amazing. Because uh, I mean, was, I did sleep though. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was such a fun game to be at. Because um, we know how much you know these these Open Cups mean to Sporting KC, and it had that sort of like extra little bit of excitement because it, it was the Red Bulls looking for their first cup as a club. Like they've gotten so close. They've gotten the finals, but they've never won a cup. And so, you know, it meant a lot to them. Um, and, and it was kind of back and forth until Sporting KC put it away. And it was just, it was so much fun to, to see, you know, the excitement and to see players like Ilya and Latif and, and Jerso who shout out to Latif. We'll miss you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pour one out for my homie. Pour, pour one out for Latif. 
to, to see these players who, who were sold on the idea of come to Kansas City to win championships and, and then to, to you know talk to a couple of them after and they're like, I've never played for a championship in my life and I come here and this is the first one and then we win and, and to, to have the fans singing and, and be so involved. I mean, Ilya was like, we couldn't do this without the fans. I've never seen fans like this. Oh my gosh, it was an unreal experience. And, and it kind of, I mean, that's, I know we, we talked about Sporting KC being knocked out for of the, the the MLS Cup playoffs four years in a row, but with this Open Cup, I mean it's their fourth cup in six years. So I mean I don't want to lose sight of that. That this has been a massively successful, arguably dynastic team that Peter Vermees has put together. So um, yeah, man, thank you so much for sharing that, Anthony. I'm sorry I I, I missed that till just now. Good thing Dan's paying attention. I'm not. I got <laughs> um, you. I accidentally had like a perfect segue into your tweet and didn't even realize it. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, Wasabi out here looking out uh, for another perfect transition because he said the Dom trade and then had a little gif of him saying, yep, I went there. Well, as it turns out, the number four best moment we have is the Dom trade. And... We got in mm-hmm. trouble last week because we we got a, a message um, from one of our listeners, Eric, and he was like, you know, I was li- all I saw at first. This was a Facebook message, and all I saw was I was a little disappointed when I listened, and I was like, oh no, what did we do wrong? And I opened right. it. <laughs> I opened it, and he's like, I may be mistaken, but I think this was the first week that there was no mention of Dom Dwyer, and I was like, oh my god, he's right. We didn't talk about Dom. Uh, and we kind of have this reputation, I guess we're getting as like the Dom hater podcast. <laughs> it's kind of being that way. And I also kind of realized like anyone who comments or messages has no idea who's responding. I mean, you could get super cool and reserved Jimmy. You could get flying off the handle Dan. I, you don't. You never know. <laughs> it might be and, Splinter uh, just stepping on the keyboard. It might just be multiple letters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start doing that uh, just randomly, and then people will be like, oh, my God, Splinter responded. <laughs> Dude, I didn't want to put the Dom thing in the best, you know, in the happy column. I wanted yeah. to put it in the sad column. This is controversial. I, I, share, I shed tears over the thing, man. I I cried. Okay, I didn't really cry, but I was in bed fake crying to where my <laughs> dog my dog came up. Splinter came up and starts licking my face, trying to make me feel better. And I was like, I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I was singing Sarah McLachlan, and he's like, isn't that that song from the the Homeless Dogs commercial? And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, wrong one. But, yeah. No, I mean, hey, I know a lot of sporting fans, when this trade happened, they kind of were like, what the heck is happening? Like, there was a, a, a subset of fans that kind of had like a sky is falling mentality when this oh, happened. Oh, dude, we got all fired up. Everyone had that mentality. Yeah. See, I think there was a there was a smaller subset of people, and and I was one of them. I'll fully admit that was like I think this is brilliant, and I love it. And and the reason I say that is because Dom, I, I love Dom. Dom was was one of my favorite players, and and he was so fun to watch. Um. But he, he's he's 27, going on 28, which is not old by any means. But he's he's not like a young player anymore. What what you what what we've got with Dom or what we've seen with Dom is pretty much what you're gonna get with Dom. And if you look at his stats over the last few years, he's kind of been on the downturn a bit. He had that 
hella good year in, in 2014 where he scored 22 goals, set the single season record. And he's never really found that form again. And, and I think part of that might be de- uh, defenders didn't really know what to expect from him when he came into the league in 2014 was his first full year. Like, who is this weird little British dude who is like five foot ten and looks like he does nothing but lift weights all day and, and all of a sudden he's like standing up to players like Kendall Waston who are a foot taller than him and like beasting players and like oh crap this guy's good um I think they kind of figured him out and I think they kind of figured out how to get under his skin and I think that man 1.6 million dollars for Dom in allocation money is just way too much to pass up and I think they're going to be able to take that money and turn it into some players who who are uh really really good players for sporting kc and, and, and can help get us past that uh that knockout round stage so that's why i have it in there right. as one of the like it's a little bit, little bit of a long-term play but <coughs> that's why i have it in there as one of the best moments but i totally get the standpoint of people who are sad to see him go because he was one of the more entertaining players on sporting kc to watch so well you were able to talk me off the ledge a little bit i was like i'll never see him do a goal scoring celebration again i'll never see him take a selfie with suni sod and the fans uh again you know what i mean but yeah there was a time dude and i was like oh i get it i understand why we're doing it but it hurts so much and then right after that i saw him at the all-star game at the men and blazers event yeah and then it kind of all came back it did i i held up i had my royals hat on and i held up my kc hat like i don't think he saw me but i was hoping he did based off his comments after he left he might have just like dropped a couple f-bombs at you and then like held up a florida baseball team hat or something yeah Yeah. absolutely he had a couple of couple of and i I mean i don't blame him for it he go he's got a new fan base he's got a pander too like he, he doesn't owe us anything um but, you know, he seemed like it, he thought it was the right move for him at the time, at least based off what he said. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. I think it'll long-term be a good thing. I think we we, uh, we certainly capitalized on it. I don't I don't know that what he's shown in Orlando so far makes him worth that $1.6 million price tag. But it uh, it uh his that trade certainly had ramifications throughout the league because I don't know if uh, Portland gets $1.6 million for Nagby if, if we don't make that Dom trade. So... True. We kind of reset the market as far as intra-league uh, trades goes for MLS. So um, makes sense. Going on to number three, we're gonna give a, a little love to the Swope Park Rangers here and their uh, their run to in their just their second year. They they made it to back-to-back USL Cup finals. Um, they they unfortunately didn't get it done this year against Louisville FC, uh, Louisville City FC, whatever they're called. Um, but I don't want that to take away at all from, from what they did in, in that postseason run, especially in the face of USL trying to take a game away from them and moving it to Sacramento, and then not really, but you're going to play at Children's Mercy Park. Um, and then that, that Western Conference final against Oklahoma City, where it went to penalties, and Zendejas was basically Superman and put the team on his back and was like, I guess I'm going to have to stop all these penalty kicks and score. Uh, that was and nuts, did. dude. You were jacked up. You were jacked up that time. Oh my god! Like that was uh, honestly that um, aside from the U.S. Open Cup uh, that that Sporting KC won, that Swope Park Western Conference Final I think was my favorite game I went to all year, just because of how unreal that was. And I yeah. mean, I had shades of that uh, that 
Sporting KC Portland Timbers playoff game from you know a few years back running through my mind where I'm like my God I can't take playoffs getting the goalkeepers again and I'm like this is we've seen this this isn't gonna go well um, but man Zendejas he's he's Superman out there blocking penalties and then steps right up and fired that thing in the back of the net like he was born to do it and then uh, the coolest thing for me was he scored and he just immediately sprinted over to the Swope Zoo and was just jumping up and down and waving to the fans, come down here, come down here, and got into this, like, giant hug mob thing with all of the fans and the players, and you could just tell, like, how much it meant to the fans and the team just to all be there and experiencing that together. So it was a cool moment for me, and, and I know you watched it on, uh, on the stream, right? I did. You know how... <laughs> You know how lame that makes me sound? <laughs> oh, I was there, and I, I jumped around with the team, and it was so fun. And you, like, you watched it on, on YouTube, right? God well, dang it! <laughs> well, you, I mean, what, hey, you were in Chicago watching USL soccer on your free time on a stream. I mean, that's, that's kind of hardcore soccer fan right there. Dude, Not it a lot is. Of people do and that. also, because I'm lame, and I like to be home. <laughs> no, hey, it's... Uh, you know, I, I think it's 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 pretty cool that you stuck to the the KC roots, representing when you know you're out there in uh, in Chicago land when you got all those stupid fire fans out there. So oh, for sure, dude. We're not, but I'm not gonna go buy a fire jersey anytime soon. I remember I talked about it and I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to some games. No, not at all. I'm I'm not about that life. And uh, SPR, man. I, yeah, we can we briefly can touch on it here, but they. Uh, <sighs> It's gonna be. It's a different team every year, and the system they're running. It's it's beneficial to Sporting, but we just got rid of Chris or Christian Duke just left, and he yeah. was the very first signing that Swope ever had. And I'm like, he he's that Kansas City boy, you know, and it, you're, he's glad to glad to be home, and now he's gone for, with Orange County, you know. Yeah. And that bugs me. Maybe he and Latif can hang out out there. Orange County's know, not that... too far from L.A. Oh, is it? I I had no idea. Yeah, it's uh, Orange County is where Disneyland is, so uh, he'll be uh, oh. out there hanging out with Mickey Mouse, and uh, it's only about you know an hour south of, of L.A., so uh, maybe he and uh, he and Latif can be roomies or something. Who knows? I know cool. Latif played a few games with Salt Park, so I'm sure they're uh, they're buds. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that's that's our number three moment. Number two is is a little bit tangential again, but this one's fun because. You and I got to experience this one together, which was the MLS All-Star Game in Chicago. And I yes, actually and I slept don't know on what your couch for a means, couple nights. But yes. <laughs> it's like a, a little bit of an offshoot. Tweet ah. Anthony and he'll probably tell you what it means. We're going to um, go off on a tangent. Yes, exactly. That's the root. That's the root of tangential. I don't know what the root of cacophonous is. We might have ah. to have Anthony tell us. but cough. Uh, that's what it is. That's right. Coco. <laughs> um, I don't know. All-Star game, anywho. dude. All-Star game, yeah. That was it, it was in Chicago against uh, Real Madrid, which is one of your clubs. Um, and, yeah, I had never been to an All-Star game. I had never seen Me neither. Real Madrid play. Um, I had been to Chicago once before, but you were living up there this time around, so I was able to... Uh, Come sleep on your couch for a couple days. Went to the All Star game. I went as a, a a member of the media. Actually, you and Marissa went um, as fans, right? Yeah, we went as fans. I, I remember how funny it was. You were like, 
yeah, dude, we, we changed our Airbnb. And I was like, oh, sweet, what's the address? And you told me, and I was like, dude, that's my address. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so I was, I was you were in like an Airbnb 10, the 10 first floors night. up. That was the weirdest, man. I can't believe that happened. So, yeah, I, so I was in an Airbnb the first night with uh, with my buddy who uh, we went as, as a couple of media members. And at first we were going to stay in some Airbnb like uh, 30, 45 minutes away. And, and something fell through there, so we had to switch it up. And, and so I was going to stay there the one night and then hang out with, with Dan and Marissa for the, the, the rest of the like three days that I was going to be there. And I'm like, hey, you know, this is, this is where I'm at. Like, is that anywhere... Uh, I'm between this street and this street. Is that close to, to where you live? And you're like, oh, no way. Like, I live between that street and that street, too. And I'm like, oh, cool. And he's like, what address are you at? And I'm like, hey, this is uh, this is address. He's like, I live in that building. What floor are you on? And I'm like, oh, I'm apparently 10 floors above you right so now. So weird. And all, like, I had all of Chicagoland to choose from, and apparently I chose the literal building you live in. Dude, it's, ever so, since uh, you did that, though, we had Marissa's grandparents come up and, and stay in, in our building as well. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it worked out awesome. Very so, cool. Uh, but yeah, the game was awesome. We had uh, um, Graham Zusi was was there as an all star. Um, got to talk to him. Who there were, was Beasler? Beasler was there, no, right? No, Beasler was not. Um, it was just Graham. No, was it just Graham? Man, I thought Beasler was there too nope. for some reason. But no Beasler, no I Tim, guess... no Ike. Uh, Dom, Dom was voted in, but it was. Oh yeah, Dom. You know, it wasn't anything that he remember... did. No, I remember this now because I was pissed that Tim uh, Tim didn't get in there. Oh, yeah. I was like, this doesn't make sense. And Ike should have been in there too because he ended up winning Defender of the Year and Tim obviously won Keeper of the Year. And I was like, what is this Stefan Fry crap that we got here at Goalkeeper? Like, Tim's been better than Stefan, but... And I think Goalkeeper um, of the Year uh, proved it. I mean, the whole voting system is flawed, man. You can't have fans vote for the All-Star game. And then you have to, you just have a, a team full of Atlanta United people. Yeah, and I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced that the only reason Stefan Fry was there is because they needed a sounder and they didn't want to alienate the uh, the Sounders fans. Oh, Don Garber it, chose him. Yeah, he was one of the commissioner picks. So mm-hmm. you know, kind of sucks. But um, it was a fun game. Um, close close game. You know, the those games are as far as the actual games go, are are always kind of weird because like no one's really taking it that seriously. Right. Um, but it's always fun to, to see a team like Real Madrid play, even if uh, you know Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't wasn't there on the trip. But you still get to see, you know, uh, Tony Cruz and you know uh, Gareth Marcelo. Bale, Marcelo, all, you know, all of Isco, them. Um, yep. Isco, Navas, like you get to see <laughs> these names that you you wake up, you know, at you know 6 a.m., 7 a.m you know, on weekends to watch and, and some of the best players in the world. And now all of a sudden you're seeing them in person, even if it is an exhibition match, it's, it's just, it's fun. Um, and yeah, and you, I know I didn't get there until, um, the day of the game actually, but I know you and, and Marissa, you guys went around and did a lot of the like all-star week activities. Yeah, didn't you? dude, it's pretty cool deal. I mean, we, we didn't know what to expect, but we were just living here and we thought we'd go, do a lot of the stuff we'd never been to an all-star game before and i remember we went out looking for uh you know they had some beach soccer going on and we got like two free heinekens as we you know just got our wristbands and chilled on the beach and drank a couple beers and then we went to the the skills competition and where diego valeri was and uh i can't remember who else was there with him doesn't matter diego valeri's amazing <laughs> um but yeah dude i mean we went and saw you know we went to the watch party 
Chicago and SKC watch party, and people gave us dirty looks all night and chatted with with my boy Andrew Weeby over there, and fun times. <laughs> yeah, and you uh, you saw Men in Blazers, I think you said too, right? Yes, yeah, saw them the live? Men in Blazers show. They they recorded a thing live, and that was kind of cool too because Josie Altador was there, Michael Bradley was there, and Dom Dwyer was there. So cool. And then obviously it was fun. Uh, we got to hang out for a few days after that. Saw some comedy shows, drank some good beer, ate, ate some some, pizza. Uh, some deep dish pizza. So fun, fun times, fun times in Chicago. We got to do it again. Um, hey, we have uh, any other Chicago SKC's listeners coming out? up in March? Yes, sir. Second second <laughs> week of the season. That's right. Sure. Forgot about that. Um, if we have any other Chicago listeners out there, hey, hit us up. Let us know. Um, for sure. I'm always looking for people to watch the game with too. Um, yeah, man. And then uh, that leaves us, as we're uh, winding down here, our top moment of 2017. Anthony called it. I mean, it's got to be that U.S. Open Cup. We kind of talked about it already, but I mean, that's it. to win a fourth cup in six years at Children's Mercy Park, the atmosphere and, and, and everything. I mean, even watching on, on, on TV, I'm sure... It's just, it's so exciting to win a championship. I mean, you can I don't even know how to describe the feeling of when you're like, we just beat every other team to win this championship. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's a big deal. And I was absolutely going to do the Anthony thing and, and, and make it down there, but I just, it wasn't a fiscally responsible thing to do at that point in my life. You had to adult. Yes, and I do know what fiscally means. I know you were thinking that. <laughs> um, but yeah. The root word it, of fiscal. Yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> but it was uh i was gonna come down there man and i was gonna stay with you and i just, last minute i was like i think i need to just watch it on tv and it was still a blast i mean i was all fired up what a, what a what a fun i mean it's a bittersweet end of the year to go out like that you know yeah and and like i mentioned before just to to, to see the players reactions especially those who had never won a championship before um, that was so cool to see the players like Bees and Zussi and, and Benny, uh, to see them who they've put in the hard work over the years to, to, to see it rewarded again, to see Peter so happy. Um, man, it's, it was just, and, and this one, this year was kind of special because they kind of dedicated this, uh, open cup victory to, um, you know, Patterson, who was one of the, the owners of Sporting KC and he passed earlier in the season from cancer. And they kind of dedicated the tournament to him at that point because he passed mid-tournament. And so they uh, they went out on top and they won the championship for him. And I know Peter in his post-game press conference talked about how close he was with, the, with Neil Patterson and how much it meant to uh, to the team and all the players to, to win it for him. And that's why if you look up on the, uh, on the wall, which, side note, you look at that 2015, that's what Dan painted with hey. Beisler because hey Dan wins everything. Um <laughs> But you, you look at that 2017, and it's in that uh, cowboy orange that uh, I'm going to call it. I don't know if that's what it's officially called. but uh, <laughs> Cowboy Neil, orange. Well, no, there's a reason. Neil Patterson went to Oklahoma State and loved Oklahoma State athletics, and gotcha. they are the Cowboys. So. I did not know that. I thought you were just being a being a Crayola box over here. <laughs> no, if I, was, I don't know what I'd call it if I was being a Crayola box. But, yeah, no, they, they, they made the, uh, the 2017 orange for him, and they also made – um the old the crab apple orange over here <laughs> crab, crab, starburst orange the old um, pumpkin light orange there it is <laughs> dan actually has a side career as a crayola namer dude um, i did vote for the uh 
new color of crayon a few months ago. Sorry, that's stupid. It's it's a real thing though. <laughs> that was a real did, uh, thing that I voted for. <laughs> did your choice win? Oh, absolutely. I can't remember of what course, it was because but you're it, a winner. It was like a new shade of blue. So there you go. <laughs> Probably yeah. Of course you won. I get bored um, at work sometimes, so that's what I do. <laughs> this is vote on Crayola crayons. Yeah. Um, hey, why not? Um, but yeah, so they they got the orange 2017, and they got the the, the victory project honoring the seat they sit up in the victory suite. That's orange too now for Neil Patterson. So cool. Um, so shout out uh, to Neil. Um, but yeah, man, U.S. Open Cup, hands that's down, it. number one moment of the season. So you know what's really bad is that we're like, dude, we could totally have a shorter episode this week as we break down our, our top and least favorite moments. And nope, we went the exact same amount of time that we go every week. What the hell, Jimmy? Yeah, I don't know, man. We it's, thought we'd not, be better, dude, and we aren't. We're not better. We're, we're, we're not moving the ball around. You know what? Or, we move the ball very well. So I, I tell you what, if we didn't move the ball, you take the ball and you shove it. Okay, so maybe we move the ball around. We just moved it around a lot. We moved we it around too much. a very high rate of efficiency. Uh, but no, man, we talked about a lot. Top five uh, worst moments of the year, and on a high note, top five best moments of the year. It was a fun year. Um, it, it was a fun year, and and I can't wait to see what what 2018 holds. Um, you, you do you have any? I'm springing this on you. No preparation. Um, Improving here. Do you have like one thing you're looking forward to most next season? One thing I'm looking forward to most next season would be. Okay, it's gonna sound corny, dude, but I'm always, I'm always pumped up to see the new kit every year. All right. That's a good one. I, I know I'm not. We're not talking tactics or players or team stuff, but I'm always excited for the jersey. And I hate to say it, I might have to have you get it for me, and I'll uh, PayPal you some money. <laughs> hey, I'm all about that. Yeah, I, I mean, I usually get the new kit. I love it. Um, I think, I think Sporting has uh, some of the best kits uh, in all of MLS. Um, They're we good. We were at. We were at the kit like commercial <laughs> filming that they oh, did yeah, last dude. year. Like we hung out there, and you and Marissa, I know, got up on the uh, on the big board at Children's Mercy we Park did. a few times because you you filmed this like intense like ah we're in the dark and the fog and we got scarves <laughs> and flags and we're waving looking all Marissa did have and, a flag, yeah, yeah, and you guys weren't even there to see yourselves. I know you so. texted me and were like, you do, you were just on the board. And that's insane. But um. Oh, you know yeah, what though? I, uh, one time. I think it was two years ago, the new kit was out, and I was actually part of a group that was filming, like, the, the I think it was the Made in KC, um, no, it was the All yep. for the All for the City campaign. Okay, that one, yeah. And, oh my god, dude, it's so bad. I was asking the guy, I was like, hey, you know, the New Jersey's pretty cool, what do, what do you think of the uh, the jacket? And he's like, oh, I love it, I love the jacket, and I was like, eh, I'm not really that you know that big of a fan of it and he goes well i'm on the team that uh you know that designs them <laughs> he's like the de- he was the designer dude and i basically told him his jacket was shit oh man that's not <laughs> i felt good. so bad and i was like uh yeah i mean it's good and i was like already foot in mouth <laughs> trying to bash i mean like it's better than everyone else's it's absolutely just, you know, i'm just man. saying change the collar you know <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, what about you, dude? What are you looking for for the most in 2018? Oh, that that's a good one. Um, I always love the kit reveal. I think so. I'm, I'm gonna go. I think I think it's a tie. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing sort of what this 
reinvented team, if you will, is if they do splash a little cash and, and bring in a couple more players along with Krize, um to, to really see, okay, can we can we actually put out a team? Can we can we keep that defense that we had that was, you know, best in MLS and then add the offensive piece? Because if we can, man, we're going to be the team to beat in an MLS. Um, but also, I uh, I'm I'm gonna make a, a an effort to go to a at least a, a game or two on the road, and so I think I might make a trip out to Colorado, and uh, we'll take a look at the schedule and see what other ones I can I can make it to. But I'm nice. uh, I'm trying to hit up all the stadiums, so I think that'll be fun. We talked about an LA trip, but I don't know if that's uh, if that's possible at all. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I got my family out there, so I, I usually go out there a couple times a year. So I uh, nice. that 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 one's not too bad for me. Um, LAFC Stadium looks like it's going to be pretty cool, and we're going to play them at least once out there. So uh, true, might might be might be worth making a trip. Well, uh, I think along with everything else, man, the schedule is going to come out here in a couple weeks, and it'll be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to break that down. Yes, it will. We got uh, the the Super Draft coming up here soon, and we got the the schedule release, and I'm sure there will be more player signings soon. Um, so, do you got any uh, any last words for our listeners before we let them go for the final time in 2017? Final time. Goodbye, 2017. And, we're hey, we're back next week, so don't go thinking that we take time off for the holidays, all right? We're not in school. This is this is real stuff here. Yes, sir. We will be back. recording. We'll record again on uh, Tuesday night the 2nd, and we'll release on the 3rd. Yeah, we don't um, take days off, except for no, that sir. one time that we took a day off. Except for that week where we did, and we're going to pretend that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Um, hey, man, everybody's got to take a week off here and there. Week off? Um, I don't know what you mean. We didn't do that. Yeah, that never happened. Um, but, yeah, man, it'll. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough for being loyal listeners. Um, you know, this was Dan's idea. He shot me a text one day. He's like, man, why aren't we doing a Sporting KC podcast? And I was like, I don't know. And then, like... Four days later, we got our computers out and we were recording a podcast and Damn didn't deal. really know where it was going to go or what it was going to turn into. Um, and and it's been so much fun. And I think it's kind of turned into uh, a little bit of a bigger thing quicker than maybe we realized. And But it's all credit to our awesome listeners who interact with us on social and, and download us every week. So thank you so much, guys. And I think Dan's going to give you his weekly plug he likes to do for ratings and reviews oh i had no idea what you were talking about at first i was like shit was i supposed to do something uh no guys i hit it real fast yeah itunes ratings and reviews google play ratings and reviews five stars let us know what's going on in your life uh what your favorite part of the pod was you know help some friends and family find the pod so uh we, we got some exciting things planned in the uh coming year uh maybe some contests maybe some special guests could be uh could be a fun deal so uh this is it from for 2017 and we're excited to talk to you guys in the new year yes sir merry chris mcquanzica whatever it is y'all celebrate happy Happy holidays we told you you'd get more dancing in i'm a crooner Um, (laughs) be safe have fun on uh, your new year celebration um, and we'll uh, we'll be back next week talking to you guys for uh, the first time in 2018. So, happy new year. Be safe. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Peace. You